Hello and welcome to Sportsbet's AFL podcast. You've got Mick Wall in the Hummer's chair, Brownie in his own chair, and a very, very new addition, Ryan Hammy Goodman in Richo's chair. Brownie, this is just... You, you must be loving this. You got me and you got me and Hammy and two Ooh. AFL nuffies. <laughs> the flu's going around. Matthew sent us a text yeah. this morning. Said I can't get out of bed. He's in his Northcote mansion, so he can't get out of bed. But take take us through what this man does around the place because he's a bit uh, of a star. He is. Hammy does pretty much everything. Mm. Uh, oh shucks. Hammy, uh, obviously a star of many, many of our uh, videos. He, you'll see him on Fox Sports News. You'll see him on NRL coverage, all sorts of sporting coverage. Mm. But most importantly, Hammy's actually the vice captain of the Grubs cricket mm. team. Yeah, what is... are we doing today? Cricket podcast? What's the format today? When he first walked in, I thought he was the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> he had this like, mop shirt on and I thought, yeah. oh, hey, can you come and take this coffee, mate? Yeah, I was very nervous. So I kind of just did what you said, Brownie. But uh, Richard, if you're listening... Um, I, I do a podcast with Wally as well, and whenever I see that I'm hosting one with Wally, uh, I get a bit crook in the guts as well, so I know how you're feeling. Um, so, yeah, ho- hopefully you have a speedy recovery. Now, Hammy, uh, you're in a lot of ways like Richo, I understand. Well, that's right. We've got a like-for-like replacement today. Similarities. Huge. Um, so I was a big man. Yeah, I was a power forward in the uh, East Lake under-12s as well uh, back in the day. Uh, I'm from Tassie as well, and uh, 50 games of AFL experience under my belt too. Not a lot of people would know that. No, we don't know that. Explain how that happened. Well, certainly. I well, missed it. Okay. Well, my uh, my uni job when I moved down here uh, in 2012, mm-hmm. I was instated as Woofer, the Western Bulldogs mascot, oh, wow. uh, <laughs> for three AFL seasons and uh, racked up 50 games on the knocker. Did the home games. I am the only AFL mascot to defend their title in the EJ Witten uh, Legends game halftime mascot race. Right. Happy to sign any merch for you boys after this. Uh, but yeah. there's, there's no proof of any of this, though. No, there is. There's no, a video. You, no, you, you've got a you've got a helmet on. Uh, that's that's a fair point. I've mm. got a, I've got a few photos which I'm not allowed to circulate for legal reasons where my head's off. It's a it's great story it's when un- you think of it. It's unverified. Unver- I love it. I love people who can verify. Don't you worry. It's just like when Hummer plays golf and tells us he went two under for, through the first nine and he's playing by himself. Yeah, this is far more legitimate <laughs> than that, though. I can tell you. No, good to have you here. Very Thanks, excited Brad. and uh, a little bit of humour. And he's got a brain, unlike Hummer. Well, that's well. It, that's it. Oh, yeah. Get ready. Uh, the uh, I found when I come on, they they pile into Hummer a fair bit. So feel free to jump. Well, I found when even when. Hummer is here, they pile into him. Mm. I listen as well. So yeah. it's a good safe space. Uh, I hope you're enjoying your trip. opens himself up to it, doesn't he? Yeah, it doesn't help him. So he sent his photo of the uh, having a drive. Got his, got his missus to hold the camera while he's having a, having a hit golf. on the golf course mm. today. Um, so that was what did he say? 335 down the guts, he said. Oh, I'd be absolutely copying it on social media as well. <laughs> Who uh, takes that... their girlfriend or wife playing <laughs> golf anyway? Well, that's the other thing. I don't know. It's a strange move. Oh, unless you're married to Curry Webb or something. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, that's... he's not. Yeah, we aren't. <laughs> so, so, you know what I know. You think it about is... your own wife. Would I take her to play golf? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, mine. Would probably... you take Kylie to play golf? No, there's no way. Yeah. She, she'd, she'd hate it. I've been in the dog. She's not Curry Webb, is she? No, I'm just yeah. saying that would be the only reason I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> hey, Randy, it's good to chop in on this podcast. I noticed you've been um, chopping in for the grubs a little bit, mm. uh, doing some integrations mm. with, with uh, Wally yep. uh, in, in the cricket wise. Now, you've actually been wearing my. Cricket wise, which I've got to wear on shoots and things like that, yep. and they absolutely stink at the moment. Mate. Yeah, now you're, noticed. You're, well, that's on you. Your better half owns a, uh, a fragrance company. She does. Would it kill you to apply some of the stuff before you? No, it doesn't. Go. We can bring some uh, deodorant in or some deodoriser. Deodoriser. We got a nice. Uh, we got a nice one called Belvedere, but um, oh, that oh. seems appropriate. There yeah. you go. Should we start with uh, Paddy Dangerfield? I loved Paddy Dangerfield on the weekend. You know what? I, I love theatre in football, <laughs> and I, I, I could have down to a T the moment that Paddy Dangerfield was going to come out after his injury. 
putting aside how courageous yeah. it was, that was unbelievably courageous to go back in the flight with Talia, and that would have hurt. But for Dangerfield to let all these other teammates go out, be in the rooms, and there's cameras in there with his top off, he just went out, had a quick peek up on the TV as to when his teammates were awfully out in the ground, then put his jumper on, and then when they were just about to bounce the ball, walked out to just raucous applause. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, it might annoy some people. It that does, annoyed my, look, my mate Kane Corns, and it annoyed a couple of football purists. But I like that sort annoy of stuff. Kane? We need to be able to have a bit of a fun with Can, it. Is it fair to say, though, that I think a lot of people, sort of Paddy's out there a lot. Mm. So I think the people love that theatrical level, but some people will pile on him because now he's Paddy Dangerfield, mm. and he always seems to be involved. And there's always that thing. I mean, if that happened with, let's say, somebody like uh, Sydney Stack that everybody's just crazy about, if he did something like that, mm. everyone would go. They'd love it. Exactly. But it's just the danger danger feel. Yeah. What do you reckon, Hammy? Well, you're saying Cornsy was fired up there? Cornsy was uh, getting a bit on the Well, any time that Dangerfield does something, Cornsy fires up. Yeah, well, Cornsy, uh, I was flicking through Twitter the other day during the Kyrgios Barty game. Uh, no, it's not footy, but... Um, He's weighed into the tennis, has he? Well, Tommy Chadwick, uh, the, the former Fox Sports now Channel 7 journo, mm-hmm. basically said, uh, anytime Kyrgios is playing, I will watch. It makes a sport where, you know, two, two people are standing, you know, plonking a ball over it, and it makes it a bit interesting. Mm. And uh, Kane Corns has just fl- flown in from the side and gone, uh, might, be, might be time to, uh, to update your Twitter profile, champ, your Twitter profile picture. And uh, Tommy Chadwick, quick as a flash, just come back and goes, you got anything from 07 uh, that I might be able to use? Uh, and I thought, look, I'm not involved in this either, but I'll give Tom Chadwick yeah. a like there. Uh, but in, in fairness to Cornsey, he fired back with uh, Tom Harley up there collecting the, the, the Premiership Cup, so they had a good laugh. But oh, yeah. he, like, he doesn't mind ruffling a few feathers. Uh, he doesn't like Cornsey. flair. He doesn't no. like anybody with any flair. He thinks the thing should be yeah. dotted the I's, cross the T's, yep. do your work, go home, eat your wheat bicks, go to bed at 9.30. That's what Kane Corn believes. Yep. Anything could outside you, of that, he's could, going to blow up. Could you imagine that's all footballers work? Oh, Can you imagine? Because you weren't Nathan. Because very uh, a great thing that happened during this broadcast where we saw Dangerfield. I did Triple M footy with Mark Rusciuto last <laughs> week, and Rue was we just it was the first time because Juddy was away, so it was the first yep. time we'd had Rue on, and we asked him all these questions, and he said, "We said, what was your best year? Obviously, you won the Brownlow." He goes, "That was my best year, on and off the field." And he goes, "It was the year that Wayne Carey came." He goes, I drank more piss that year every week after a game. I sunk that much piss and I just racked up the footy as well. He goes, I got the footy, I got the beers, and he goes, that made me play better. He goes, that was the best year of my life. Won the brown light and just drank a heap of piss. Hey, good. That's hard to top. Imagine winning a brown low and being out every weekend just with the duck hands with the duck. <laughs> yeah, some have done it. Many have done it. Swanee, oh. a few others. Yeah. Now speaking of the duck, and look, the duck goes round. He looks pretty. He looks in relatively good nick. But I'll tell you who looks in better nick than anyone. Nathan Buckley. Yeah. He he could play tomorrow. Yeah. Sure, Mate, could he? I mean, really? I'm going to float something here, and I know Bucks. But he looked like a man who, when he played footy, was going to age very, very poorly. Oh, mm. And he was already starting to get the, <laughs> the wrinkles. And he just looked like one of those guys that you go, okay, in 10 years, your head isn't going to be where it should be. Yep. And all of a sudden, I think he's obviously had some work done or he's had some yeah. sort of anti-aging cream or I'm not going right. to say peptides. He doesn't play. But you have a look at him when they sh- uh, show him in the box this weekend or any interview that he does. He looks 10 years younger than what he played. Yeah, that's a fair point. A bit of Benjamin, very Bu- good. Benjamin yeah. Buckley. He looks great. Almost going on. Uh, and Oregon's great. Yeah. It's good. 
But I'll tell you right now, though, in fairness to Bucks, you can't say work done. I don't think if a needle or a knife has broken the skin, it's work. If he's taking a, a, a tablet or if he's using creams, I think that's fine, isn't it, Brownie? Yeah, micro-dosing. Anything micro-dosing is okay. What do you use, Brownie, to keep the wrinkles and so forth away? Uh, just a bit of cream. A bit, bit of Dermalogica. Okay. No. Bit of, if if someone came scrub. up and said there is a drug that you can inject that'll make you look younger and didn't have any side effects, you'd, you'd have to have a think about it, though, wouldn't you? I don't, yeah, I wouldn't think, think about it. It depends what it was. Yeah. No but, side effects the key. Yeah. No side yeah. effects the key. So. And it depends who that person that came up and uh, said because it was. What I will if it was a tell physician, you, yes. If it was someone in the street... Probably not. The anti-aging drugs, or when they do take human growth hormones, mm. they don't discriminate against the good and the bad. So if you've already got some sort of poor cell in your body, yep. it will enlarge in that as well. So that's uh, that's a little okay. thing. For Just you. something if, to think about. If you're ever going to get in the ejection game inside your face or anywhere around you, he yeah. goes, if you've got some devils in your body, they're going to yeah. be big devils. Bring them out. Righto. Well, there you go. Yeah. We're covering all the major mm. AFL talking points so far. Yeah. Now, we weren't here last week, Hammy, no. but my understanding is that the burning question, which they do every week, and I yeah. love the burning question, caused a bit of a stir, Nathan. It did, because there's a lot of people that think it was Brian Taylor that he was speaking about. So and the, the burning question wasn't. was, Richo was at a dinner party with some uh, colleagues uh, that he called football with, and he had the napkin on his leg, and he felt it roughly, just thought it had fallen off. But then he, as he was talking to somebody on his right, um, and obviously it was on his left leg, and as he was just sitting there talking to the person on his right, it ruffled back onto his leg. He thought, that's a bit strange. So as soon as he'd finished the conversation, he looked down, and somebody had wiped their face and put it back on oh. his leg. Now, I know who the man was. Was Hummer at dinner with these folks? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we have a cartoonist uh, do one of our best stories each yeah. week. And unfortunately for Brian, the cartoonist obviously thought it was Brian because he he drew the picture, the guy with the with the Bastar cap. Yeah. So everybody thinks it's Brian Taylor, and it's oh, caused yeah. a bit of a frack hour it's in Channel Brian 7. It's not Brian Taylor, is that right? Yeah, it's not Brian but Taylor. But you won't tell us who it is? I'm not allowed to. I've been and, and sworn to secrecy. Enough. Can I just say, I think that if you manage to take a napkin off someone else's leg at a dinner table, yeah. wipe your mouth and put it back on their leg... Play that's on. a pig. forget manners. That is a power move. That's good. That's that a is. Pig. It's a real pig move. Genuine pig. But that is just outstanding stuff. Yeah. That is like footy trip behaviour at a dinner party. Yeah. Well, this is when it gets to the elite level when it's the channel. So this is basically footy trip behaviour, but it's uh, you know professional broadcasters. Mm. This is how they go about it. Yep. It's fantastic to get a peek behind the curtain and see how you blokes operate. It's, uh, the very it's first time, um, and you might think James Brayshaw's got some swagger, but the very first time my wife, and I'd only been seeing my wife for about a year, we met, went down to the Collective, was a place in Elwoods. It's not a, it's yep. not there anymore. It's uh, it's now a new restaurant, but I went down and met Brayshaw for a couple of beers in the afternoon. I said, I'm going to have Christina with me. He goes, great. Um, I haven't met Christina yet. So we sat on these two couches, and there was a coffee table in between us, mm. and then another couch on the other side. So me and Christina sit on the couches on this side, Coffee table, Brayshaw on the other side. He proceeds. So this is the very first time he's ever met Christina. Laid back on the couch. So the arm's there. It's a two-seater. So he relies diagonally into the corner. Feet up on the coffee table. So there's hardly any room now to put a drink. So he yeah. had to sort of put our drink to the side. 
and then puts one arm back behind his head and just started talking to Christina as if they were standing there having a normal conversation. Bloody hell. How'd that go down when you got home? She said, um, she asked me, she goes, is he, is that him? Is he always like that? Or was he trying to impress um, me? And I said, no, that's just him. He's, that's what he, that's how he rolls. <laughs> well, in fairness, is the same. And Christina, let me tell you, she, I don't know if she would have been mortified, but she is just an incredibly wonderful lady, Christina, and very yeah. stylish. And very smart. And she very, very been. smart. And, and you know what? Just manners, all of that. So you just expect that she probably would have been a bit taken back by that. Just so, a bit of decorum, Nathan. JB, I, mm. I think would, would be fair enough. Yeah. Now, uh, Nathan, the showdown, the derby, uh, Hammy and I probably can't speak to this, but one thing we had spoken about off air and we'd love to know, and it would have been good to get Richo's take on this as well, but from you, the showdown and the and the derby or derby, depending on which one, for yeah, me yeah. it's derby, but it depends which one, yeah. um, these whole, they are completely different to anything we truly have because they're two-team towns, they are footy-mad towns, and you've got two teams going at it. For you, what is the closest to this for you in your in your time playing, ideally at the Western Bulldogs and then at Richmond as well? At the Western Bulldogs, Essendon was a massive one mm. because they, back in the old zoning days, and I think it carried over a bit, Essendon um, hated the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs hated Essendon. There's a famous story that Scotty West... His back fence was the line when he oh. lived as a youngster. Over the back fence was Ricky Ollerenshaw. So they got zoned to the Bulldogs and he got zoned to Western. Obviously, Ricky became a premiership player from one side of the fence. So mm. they hated each other. But when I went to Richmond, um, look, they hated Collingwood and they hated Carlton. And mm. that got built up. They used to play Collingwood in round one when I first started at Richmond. And it got built up huge. I mean, they, they played in multiple grand finals against each other. Yeah. I think that's dropped off a bit now. Mm. I genuinely think it's dropped off a bit, not as big as what it used to be. And it's a shame because these I love watching the derby. Yep. I love watching the showdown. And I think a lot of the Melbourne clubs have probably lost that real, you know, hunger to play yeah, each well, other. And the fans have lost a little bit, I reckon, as well. Yeah, well I think that, the main one at the moment is probably Geelong Hawthorne, which has been around Hawthorne for Essendon a while. Hawthorne as well. Yeah. I mean, mm. Funnily enough, Hawthorne not going that well, but are in both, probably because of the recent success. Um, it's funny because Richmond Collingwood goes back to they hated each other people that lived in either suburb yeah. it was uphill downhill sort of stuff but Carlton Collingwood the biggest Carlton Collingwood was the biggest yeah. I, don't, I don't think it is now no. yeah well it's interesting that, that uh, round one game that used to play against uh, the Pies has now been replaced with the, uh, the Richmond versus the Blues blockbuster which mm. we've had for the last 10 years <laughs> yeah what's doing ripper, there? It? can we not start with a better game to this? can we not bring back the Pies versus Richmond last year the prelim was sensational. Yep. Any any danger like the would be good. You know what happened though. Richmond Collingwood couldn't figure couldn't work on a, a gate sharing model. So um, one year I'm not sure whether it was Collingwood or whether it was Richmond said no nah, not this year we're going to keep the gate because there was only one game there wasn't a return game so mm -hmm. they used to share the gate so had a bit of a falling out I reckon it was in 05. All right, now, uh, segment, Hammy, we spoke about this off air. You and I both love this one. I'm yep. actually getting to step up here, which is fantastic. This is the uh, the Trump Award. This is the three the three good, the three bad from the week. What made you feel good? What didn't you like? Brownie, uh, you're a veteran of this, mate. Why don't you kick us off? So we go the best ons first. I gave one vote to Ben Cunnington. Um, 39 disposals, I think he had again. And just... Uh, I reckon I underestimated this guy, um, and I'm just starting to realise how good of a player he was. Watched him firsthand last week. He was brilliant. Luke Shuey for two votes at 39. Kicked one of the winners as well, and I don't think Hawthorne... I don't think West Coast win that game without Luke mm. Shuey. And three votes, and I've given him three votes for worst on a couple of times, but the Carlton Footy Club, mm. no Cripps, no Mackay, and no Kerno early in the game. 
arguably three of their top five players. Well, Cripps is their best player. Yeah. Going to Fremantle over there, five goals down yep. at amazing. quarter time to win that game. Outstanding. Well, it's interesting you raise this one, Brownie, because uh, Wally mentioned it off the top. Um, Hummer and myself have been chopping in and doing a little bit of Fox Sports news stuff, some updates uh, yes. over the weekends. And uh, I always like to pick the brains of the experts when I go on there, just so I'm informed. We've got great resources. Brownie in the AFL, Joel Kane in the NRL. And I, I said to Brownie, what should I talk about for, for Frio versus the Blues? He goes, it's not a snowflake's chance that Carlton are going over there without <laughs> Pat Cripps and winning this thing. Uh, so I went on air and said, Look, I'm so sure that Freo will get this one done. If uh, if the Blues win, I'll come on and do my spot in the nude next week. <laughs> so I've gone to air with that. And, uh, yeah, this, oh. this could very well be my last Fox Sports cross this weekend because I think it's important that you follow through on these kind of things. When you do go with things like that, there's yep. always a bit of a thing in the back of your head that it might come off. But in nobody's mind was Carlton ever going to beat Fremantle and now you've gone live on air saying... Yeah. You're going to go nude. Yeah. Uh, I hope I, you're happy, Nathan. Yeah, I, I reckon there's more to this. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out. This is, my, this is my theory on this, Hammy. Mm-hmm. There's no way you'd ever go to air and say, I'm going to go nude. We have, this, is a, this is a lock. This is a certainty. I'll eat my hats. I'll eat my shorts. Whatever it is. Hammy just finished an eight-week challenge, and I reckon that he was secretly <laughs> hoping Carlton win, is and he it, wants to show the rig. Yeah, yep. He's finished his eight-week challenge. and Second he's one of the year, but who's counting? There yep. you go, and he's looking for an opportunity to show you. He walked in so fast on Monday morning and talked about how he was going to do what it. What is an eight-week already... challenge? Oh, it's eight weeks well, should, of eating you know, lettuce. should ask your, co- your colleague, Matty Lloyd. He's been doing one, I think, at Port Lloyd. Melbourne. It's, right, uh, 45. Um, do you get bigger? Well, I don't think it's worked for me, unfortunately. You're supposed to get a bit healthier, but right. um, yeah. Anyway, we'll see how I go, Brownie. But uh, so nude is in because obviously I've done that spot that you're doing, and the desk's right there, yeah, so you right. don't see the uh, the. Well, old in, you know, in the Me Too uh, age that we live in, Brownie, I think it's important to keep some clothes on. So from the waist up, I'll be. I would have thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. So topless, yep. shirtless. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my three, two, one, one for North Melbourne. Uh, love the way they have responded. They're four from five now. They're, they have turned their season around. Can't see them playing a role in September, but they've definitely turned things around. I thought they were good. Uh, two votes for me, Mark Murphy in particular. Yeah. He stepped up when they needed him to. Look, he's cop criticism over the years, but to go over there, do what he did, to kick the winner. Playing the in goal. midfield, which is his best spot. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole the whole, uh, the whole day for him was an absolute cracker. I thought he was the best of the best on the weekend. Three votes, Jimmy Bartel for actually calling things as they should be called with this whole review debacle and the way they're seeing and just calling Gillen people out and saying, this is this is a joke, we need to get better at this. And I thought so so many people sort of like, they toe the line a little bit. I thought that was great from Jimmy. I really, really enjoyed that. All right, for the worst ons, you don't want to be in this side of the desk. <laughs> One vote. And I, I didn't like GWS's game, but I particularly didn't like Heath Shaw's game. For such a good player and a good player for a long time, he mm. butchered the footy early and just had no care for the football when he was kicking it and just kicked it straight back to the opposition time and time again. He's a good player and he let his side down. Port Adelaide wouldn't have a better chance to cement themselves in a final series, yet it gets cold, it gets wet, it gets hard and they can't beat the dogs. Mm. I agree with Kane Corns on this one. They need something to get them up. They need something to inspire them each week to lift. They can't self-motivate. So that's a bit of an issue for them. And three votes... Fremantle for the same reason. You, you're, you're in the eight. You've got an opportunity to belt Carlton, you're five goals up, and you let that slip with their best player not there. Yep. That's a disgrace. And you've subjected the viewers of Fox Sports News to see me in the nude, so that's yeah. almost a, an exclamation point there for you. 
Yeah. All right, there you go. Okay, so uh, my my one is to the Pies. I thought it was as good as North were. They were bad. My two is to Fremantle, uh, Brownie, the uh, same reason. My three is to Melbourne. I mean, what is going on there, honestly? These are the guys. We speak to, to young Paddy, who works in our social team. He was saying, and I love this about it, and maybe it's the Melbourne supporters getting a whack here too. He goes... Oh, when we kicked the first three goals in round one against Port after what we did last year, we were just on the text in our chat group just talking about how good of a year it's going to be. Now, that's a very early mm. time to go to the Crow, considering they lost that game by seven goals. I took them in the line that day. But, I mean, <laughs> we all... And that, I think everyone was reflecting that. They're, like, they're going to go to the next step. They are a genuine premiership contender. They have to be in every discussion. They are deplorable. I don't know what it is. They're hopeless. They can't blame injuries. They can't blame a draw. I don't know what it is. So, they get three for me, and that's... And That's Paddy is up. your typical Melbourne supporter. Oh, yeah. Wears a Ralph Lauren shirt, button-up shirt or T-shirt every day. Every day. Wears rugby old-school pullovers from Ralph Lauren. Oh, he Lorraine. loves them. But yeah. the thing that really sets him apart from other people is he drives a hand-me-down Ranger Rover, which is about a 1998 model from his parents. Yeah, yeah sometimes he picks me up and takes me to shoots and I feel like I'm on my way to soccer training. Mm. Uh, it's always good when Pat, when Pat picks me up. He is, he is the absolute epitome of Melbourne supporter. <laughs> All right, it's that time now to have a look at the games this weekend. Brownie, you've uh, you've found a few here. The obvious two we're going with the Derby and the Showdown. But you like Hawthorne Collingwood Friday night. Uh, Friday night's always a good game. And the Pies aren't going that well, in mm. Nathan Buckley's own words. And they've got some issues in their forward line. Ben Reid's not going to be there. Mason Cox can't get near it. Hawthorne were very good against West Coast yep. last week. They just needed to be able to finish off their good work. And I give them an outside chance. The line here is 15 and a half. I think Collingwood win. I think it's a small win, but the line of 15 and a half, I don't mind, and I think it's going to be close. There you go. So Collingwood, a dollar forty-one. Hawthorne, two seventy-five. Uh, I would have uh, thought the 15 and a half would be about right. Uh, the showdown, Adelaide, dollar sixty-five. Port, $2.15. Nathan, where are you going? I can't see Port overcoming Adelaide. I think Adelaide's defensive part of their game is terrific. Um, they played Geelong last week mm. and had Geelong off the bit down there in Geelong, 20 points. They just couldn't capitalise on a few opportunities, missed a few opportunities, and for a a few mistakes here and there, they probably could have been very close to Geelong at the end of the game. So Port Adelaide served up some poo last week. So Adelaide, for me, at the line, they'll win by more than seven and a half. And we've got Tex V Corns in that one too. So Tex will be pretty fired up as well. Yeah, don't they hate each other? Big time. (laughs) I mean, that's proper hate, isn't Mm. it? Yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, well, uh, Frio, $3.10 against West Coast. Hot favourites, $1.34 in the derby. Uh, Frio, any, I mean, it's hard to back them on the back of last week, but Frio, any chance here, Nathan? Or? I don't think so. I think West Coast win this game. And uh, you've got the Glendenning Allen medal. Um, ah. And only Ross Glendenning knows who wins that medal because obviously changed the votes that time. And That's extraordinary. Uh, Pulled out uh, who he wanted. I think he voted for Michael Gardner, I reckon, overturned it. But I'm pretty sure Shannon Hearn has won three of these things. So when you've won it before, I reckon Shannon Hearn might win it. Mm. Yeah, Andrew Gaff for me. He's uh, just going nicely. As I said at the start of the season, no one was going to try harder than him this year. All right. uh, Now, we've gone through those games, but what uh, we thought we'd do... No one would try harder than him this year. Think about how his season ended last year. But everyone tries. Yeah, no, no, but I'm saying they find... There's not one person that tries more than other people. Do you honestly believe... Do you reckon that there's somebody that doesn't have more drive, more reason to to be... To succeed? Clearly, but I don't think he oh, which maybe tries not the right word. Than... I'm sa- okay. Here's a better way of putting it: nobody is going to have more to prove than him this season. The way he finished last season, completely out of character. He's a hardworking footballer. Missed the first two games this year. Missed yes. out on a flag. No, I agree. He was always going to hit 
the ground running. When well, he's he the favourite with Shuey along with Fife at $7. My man, Banger Hearn, is at 15 There you go. And and look, Shannon, if he's won forever already, he's got the form. All right. Uh, we're at that point now. We're getting into the business end of the season, which means that we're starting to see a lot clearer who we think can win the Brownlow medal. So uh, we just thought we'd have a look at the market here. Tim Kelly is our outright favourite at $3.25. Lockie Neal and Nat Fife at $5. Cripps and Danger at $8. Heath Grundy, 13 Travis Boak, 15 The Bont, 17 Canelio, 21 Trelaw and Josh Kelly, 34 Can I get a winner and a roughie from each of you? Go. Yeah, well, I think um, Brody Grundy is one that we spoke about earlier this season. Brownie was going through a bit of a stage, uh, Wally, where he was dressing up as people. To yeah, I saw that, integrations yeah. And uh, we did a, a Game of Thrones one, and he dressed up as the, the Dothraki, who we all agree looked a little bit like Brody Grundy. Mm. Uh, the following week, he dressed up as the late, great Bob Hawke. Unfortunately, those couldn't go to, to air because uh, old Voodoo, Voodoo Brown over here <laughs> Voodoo, put him to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, so if Brody Grundy can make it through to the end of the season, uh, I reckon he might be half a, a chance. But my roughie would have to be the uh, the behavioural behavioral awareness officers. I think they've been fantastic. <laughs> they haven't been there all year. But again, a little bit like Gaff, they've had a lot to prove since they've come into the competition and uh, plenty of people have been talking about them. Yes, Tim Kelly, I think he'll have votes taken off him by Dangerfield and Duncan and Hawkins and Ablett. I think he'll be right up there, Tim Kelly. But what I do like is Nat Fife. Um, probably hasn't had as good a year as Tim Kelly in saying that, but Fife, he's always in for votes for Fremantle if they win. Um, Michael Walters has probably taken a three off him. Um, but you look at the uh, the stats that day when Michael Walters kicked six and had 25, five still had 37, so he's going to get the two that day. Anyway, so he's always in for a certain amount of Fremantle's votes, um, more so than other players. Paddy Cripps is another one. When he votes, yep. he's going to take most of Carlton's votes. But I think Fife will take a lot of votes. And for a roughie, look, I do like um, Brad Crouch. He's a big price at 41, but he's yep. had some big games. And Travis Boak, it's it's a bigger price, fifteen bucks, but I think yeah. he's a roughie as well. Yep, absolutely. I like both too. Uh, for me, I think Lockie Neal. Brisbane have continued to win, and he has just been dominant there. The other thing is, the main thing that worries me about Tim Kelly is, do the umpires notice? Are they noticing him enough yet? They will start to throughout the year, but we've seen before when people have genuine breakout years. And don't get me wrong, had an incredibly good year last year, but when they start being that lead player. The, there's just this he- this hesitancy to give them the votes, and I'll go with the yeah. Selwood or Dangerfield, these sort of players. Um, but I like Neil. Um, for me, the Bont at seventeen dollars seems to always play well when they win. I think yeah. that's a key. If you can pick up the twos and threes, well, you got three on the winning. weekend, I reckon, he, against Port Adelaide. Exactly, and he definitely got plenty of votes early in the year. So the Bont at seventeen dollars is the uh, is the one at value that I like there. Now you guys are more astute on this sort of thing than me, but thank it, you. It strikes me when I go back through the years with the Brownlow. It's sometimes it can be a bit of a misleading award. And a lot of the time you see guys go really well uh, who stick out and they're quite visually kind of like you're, mm. you're drawn to them right away. Ackermanis, yeah. Dane Swan, yep. Dusty Martin. That's why I think maybe Brody Grundy, might sound ridiculous, but man bun, big tall dude, looks yeah. a bit like a Dothraki. I honestly think that helps their cause a little I bit. I reckon it does. Yeah. Bontempelli, lesser to that point as well because yeah. he is a bigger body and he has the big hair and I think... He's a beast of a boy. Well, the thing is, that's the same thing with, with Paddy Cripps, right? Because he's quite their bit of a Fife is as well. These are... Yeah. But you do notice those yeah, players yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. All right, well, there you go. We're, 
we're uh, we're split, and that's how good to not have a year that's decided like six. Well, rounds last out. year Tommy Mitchell was a dollar twenty-five yep. this time. The year before, uh, Dusty was about a dollar yep. twenty. The year before that, Paddy Dangerfield Day. started the count at a dollar twenty-five. Year before that, and that five was uh, in the red as well. Mm. So, and then if you look back, Ablett's one, the Ablett one before that. Like, there has been so many hot favourites. So, if they can all be over three dollars. Come Brownlow night and you've got a handful under 10 bucks, it's going to be a good night. Here's Swanee, plenty to tweet about too on Sportsbet Channel. <laughs> very, very true. Well, this guy over here also hosts his own podcast called Three Wide No Cover with Simon Marshall, smallest man in the world, used to be a jockey, and also Julian Vlance, the most tanned man in the world through the winter. It's extraordinary how much his son bakes. But anyway, the Three Wide No Cover. Performance enhancing going on there with the, the tan as well. Yeah, yeah, just the injections, I reckon. <laughs> it's called Melanotan. Anyway, anyway, Wally. Three yeah. wide, no cover. Yep. You're a guru in racing. Yep. What is your best this week? What should we be looking out for? I'll tell you what, this weekend is one of those weekends. We've had a tough few weeks in racing. It's not a great time of year uh, for form to stack up because the horses just aren't of the, of the same grade as they are through an autumn, a summer, a spring. So uh, there's three things we do like, though, this weekend. One's in Melbourne. Race three, number one, Buffalo River. Our best in Sydney is race three, number eight, Sir Elton. And our best in Brisbane is race five, number 13, Jamie Lady. Now, these are all relatively short. They'll be around that 170, 180, 190 quote. You might get a little more on the day. I think multiing them up at around the 520 uh, is the way to go. I think that all three of these uh, should be able to get the chockies. The other way, you can look at doubles and that to save there. But I would have thought that those three should be getting the chocolates, and that's a nice little way to follow it in lightly. Have you? Yeah, I was just going to say, if you're going to throw Sir Elton in there, why not, uh, you know, a couple of Gold Class movie tickets to Rocket Man? Take the Dale, treat yourself. Exactly. Uh, With the winnings. With yeah, the winnings. Absolutely. Very good, Amy. Yeah. Always good to have a separate account. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting for a tip there from you. And, of course, uh, Brownie and I... Have a horse with uh, some other sports betters. Do you? Called, I, I hadn't heard. <laughs> it's called Alvin Chatore. Alvin Chatore. So uh, Alvin is running in race six, which is the Mahogany Challenge final. Uh, race six, number seven. Uh, he's around the ten buck quote at the moment. Had so, a second a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, very yeah. very strong second at Sandown. He beat the favourites in this race too. Yeah, beat okay. the favourites in this race that day. Who carries a similar weight? So. Uh, worth, I would have thought that's worth a little each way look, as they say, Hammy. It's okay. uh, going very well. But Thanks, so. a good look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hammy. Now, you would know, as an avid listener like I am to this podcast, that we usually get to know the man behind the name Richo Man. And that's, uh, we look, we ask various questions. Uh, the, we get an insight, a peek behind the curtain, if you will, of Richo. Now, Richo's not here. You're not going to ask me, are you? No, no, we're thinking about asking yeah, Brownie. That's a much better option. <laughs> so we've got Brownie, and what we're going to do, though, we're going to do things different. I said to, I said to Brownie, I said, look, do you want to go the same route? Are you happy for us to mix things up? He goes, mix things up. So we're going to do a bit of word association. Okay. So we're going to throw some words slash mini statements to you, and just the first thing that pops in your head, it doesn't so necessarily... a new game. A new game. Mm. It doesn't necessarily need to be one in one word, but the first thing that pops to your head, you can say, Hammy, why don't you kick us off? I've okay. got an ability to edit these later, because the first thing that pops into my head sometimes... I've been told I shouldn't say. Unlike other podcasts, we may re-listen uh, to it and make some decisions <laughs> <laughs> afterwards. Yes, you can edit. Okay, uh, so Wally William Shakespeare uh, Wall over there has written a couple of these ones for me. Uh, ex- present company excluded. Best player you've seen? Matthew Richardson. Mm. Or played with or seen? There goes my next one. Um, or seen or played with. Well, it says here seen. Best player I've seen. Mm. Gary Ablett Senior. Okay. Best coach, Terry Wallace. Open mic. That was great. 
House of Bulger. I played a doctor that can't go to air anymore. <laughs> Richard Humiston. Richard Dumiston. Oh, very sharp, Nathan. James Clement. Kick five on him in a quarter. <laughs> Unhappy that. about it too. Rounds one to ten of the 2005 season. One of the greats. AFL premierships. Zero. Sports bet. Overrated, by the way. Premierships. Premierships are overrated. Or sports bet. Was that in response to sports bet? Or? Sports bet. Yeah. Um, no, we're not overrated at all. We're, uh, we're a very good organisation. <laughs> Bendigo. A lot of bogans in Bendigo. <laughs> Randy's from Bendigo. People didn't know. Uh, Western Bulldogs. Mm. Uh, my start. And to close it out, Richmond. We're from Tigerland. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Gives you a little bit of there, there wasn't there wasn't probably too many surprises there. Yeah, Nathan. The uh, I think we were very we were actually quite kind. We're pretty. Kind. I wanted to do I the questions were pretty ordinary. I wanted to do one that wasn't uh, a one word question. So okay. I'll throw it in. We can always edit this one out. But yep. which player that you played with was the uh, luckiest? There was no camera phones in their day. Oh, <laughs> very good question. The player I played with luckiest no camera phones, Luke Darcy. Oh, there's your head. Wow. The man at Luke Darcy. Wow. You don't have to say any more. That's all I was asking. That is outstanding. I I didn't see that coming, Brownie. No. I really didn't. You wouldn't have. You could have have looked at both lists over the years, a couple hundred odd players probably, and uh, I don't think his name would have been in the top 50. Wow. That's good to know. Thanks, Brownie. That's a good one. Thank you very much. All right. Now, a segment that uh, people have come to love, Brownie, and I must admit, it has gone a lot better than I as a listener thought it would. You have absolutely nailed this over the year, which is the movie line. Now, you have one set up, but we're not going with it. I've heard on the side of caution mm. today. Mm. Um, you were a bit concerned about it. Got it legal, got it okay by Benny Hawes, who's obviously our boss. Uh, Benny I, in I, it there. I, I, I showed him exactly what it was, and he said, that's fine, not a problem. Yep. Um, but just with the PC Brigade out there, what people could turn it into, it's not worth going ahead. Absolutely. So it was, a, it was a scene out of snap. But... We're not going to roll with that it's one. Shame the age we're living in now, isn't it? It Nathan? is. But it's we're erring on the side of caution too. Iconic movie, iconic scene, uh, and we weren't even going to mention any anything. Wasn't bad even going to show the movie, but we weren't even going to yeah. show the movie. But it's just, isn't that a shame? But yeah. uh, there you go. It's fine. I hope you're happy, PC. Yeah, yeah PC. Yes, yeah, 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 thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Ran straight down the what? barrel there. Now, um, Hammy. Uh, oh yeah, it's going to win well, a logie for that. <laughs> well, thank you, Brownie, uh, for having us this week. I just wanted, um, you know, with Richo and Hammer coming back in next week, a boys playing for their spots on this podcast. Well, clearly Matthew's a walk-up start. I mean, when he played for Richmond, if he was out for a year, he comes straight back in, doesn't play down at Richmond 2s or Coburg Mm. as it was back then. But Hummer's different because he already plays in the the sevenths down at wherever he plays, which is (laughs) there's A, B, C, D grade, and then there's first, second, third, and fourth, and he's in the fourth. So it's actually eighths. Really? It's a long way down, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> is, there you go. To be training twice a week and rocking up on Saturday. But it's funny you mentioned Hummer, and we'll close out with this. And uh, look, I hope he's enjoying his break and whatnot. This is not for oh, me, no. but as in the hosting chair, I have to deliver this. So we have had numerous, and not just the podcast, I've been contacted, a number of us have been contacted from former school friends of Richard Hummerston about his... He's, he's uh, a liar. He's a liar about the scholarships, about the other things. And I had this one saying, Hummer is at it again this week with his punching a cow story. He is Which is nev- a horrendous story. Uh, hor- horrible. Right. Why would you make this up? He goes, he's <laughs> never been hunting in his life. It doesn't, it's not true. The bloke can't even bait his own fishing hook. Wow. Well, he won't like that. He will hate that because mm. he loves fishing. So, 
Hum, I think you know who's coming for you there. So don't take it up with us. Take it up with with uh, with them. But I tell you, you, I think you've got to stop lying, mate, because people that you went to school with are somehow getting our numbers and getting in contact with yeah. us. It's going to be a very awkward 15-year out reunion for uh, Scotch College there. <laughs> Why you would even bother to say that you've punched a cow anyway in public I've, I've got no idea why you would say that but the other thing is he goes we go hunting with our bare hands every year I mean what else are they <laughs> it's extraordinary and I think that's a good enough place to leave it speaking yeah. of PC yeah. players uh, and look to anybody out there that's offended by that he's a liar clearly he hasn't done it so don't call don't <laughs> text don't write but uh, gentlemen absolute pleasure being involved well, well uh, Hammy thanks for joining thanks us thanks for my pleasure Brownie thank you have Bucket a great- list stuff for me to do a, a podcast with Brownie so mm. I made it mum yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez, have a great weekend. And of course, if we're having a punt, gamble responsibly.